I think we're on. <laughs> Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Tuesday Night Live, brought to you by Crowcast, of course. Uh, very challenging times at the moment, so uh, uh, bear with us. There's a bit to talk about, and uh, who better to talk about than uh, the wonderful Peter J? How are you going, Peter? Oh, thanks for the intro, mate. Yeah, no, going very well. How are you? Not too bad. I'm clicking buttons left, right and centre, but uh, that's all good. And uh, coming off the bench after a long pre-season, he's, he's ripped, he's fit, he's ready to go. He hasn't got much to live up to. Sorry, Nicky, in the chat. It's Donkey. How are you going, Donk? Not too bad, Fane. It's good to be back. Uh, um, I know you didn't want me to talk about our internal suspension for a while, but uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good to be back off the bench. And, uh, uh, yeah, I did definitely put in a good off-season uh, and uh, yeah, feeling ready to go. Yeah, you've uh, been out in the paddock or you've uh, been uh, working out? Oh, look, I think it was more of a mentally refreshed uh, off-season um, <laughs> where uh, where the paddock got a good chew. Yeah, thanks for well, I, I can vouch for that, Fiend. I um, had, the, had the good fortune to catch up with the donk at the green during the test match yeah. uh, in the summer and we... Uh, we shared uh, a couple of drink. Well, I had one drink, and Donk, of course, had five or six. And yeah. um, he was—I uh, could tell at that moment that he was ready for a very, very big season. In, in yeah, Nick. look, it was important to keep the run rate up early, um, uh, and then you can just sort of pace it out from there. So that was uh, week one of December, and uh, I want to say that I got through to Australia Day uh, um, at a very good, very good clip. After yeah. that, it's been a lot of pain. Yeah, well, you don't—you don't really want to leave yourself too many runs to get at the end, do you? You want to go nice, even pace. Yeah, wickets in hand. Now, listen, uh, we've got a few people on uh, Spreaker chat tonight, and hopefully, we get a few more. Obviously, it's a bit of a uh, challenging evening in a lot of circumstances. But I'm wondering if uh, <laughs> cough into your elbow there, mate. <laughs> oh, can I can I get it? Can you get it from Spreaker? Yeah, probably. I'll, I'll email. I'll, I'll email it to you. Um, <laughs> So I'm wondering if those that are on Spreaker Chat wouldn't mind helping me out with a little bit of an experiment. I'd like them to go over to the aflcrowcast.com website and go to the live chat page and see if they can't actually listen to the stream on the website and chat on the ready-made Discord uh, channel that's uh, residing on that website. So... uh, if anyone feels obliged to do so, uh, I'd really like to know if it works. <laughs> so, uh, if anyone does, uh, I'll be able to see them uh, anyway. Um, but uh, that would be really helpful. In the meantime, I won't even bother with the uh, with the whole news intro or anything like that because we've got tons to talk about. So, what's going on? 
Last I heard. Well, yeah. 17. Oh, sorry. Yeah, well, that's <clears throat> that's even that's in doubt now. And, mm. uh, we, you know, the social media is abuzz with uh, all the journos, of course, trying to, uh, the footy journos trying to be more self-important than the other at this time. But yeah. Just, uh, I, you know, I just really, uh, I've been left, you know, pretty disappointed with the way the AFL's handled this. And um, I think that, you know, they've, for, for an organisation who um, makes a living out of virtue signalling, I think it's been pretty piss poor that, you know, when we finally get a, um, not finally, but when we do actually get a, you know, a really, really momentous sort of world, you know, issue like yeah. this, yeah. That, that here they are. Even today, saying, "Oh, we we need another twenty four hours because we're not in possession of all of the information." I mean, my God, how how can you not be in possession of the information when you know? Even, I mean, the NBA stopped a week ago. It, it's, it's just pathetic, and the real the guts of this, as I read it, Fiend and Donkey, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what's really grinding my gears is that I'm sensing, just from what I'm picking um, on Twitter in particular, is that this um, uh, hesitation and uh, reticence to come forward and make a positive decision, uh, make, make the correct, correct decision, decision, is driven... Oh, hang on, I'm getting some feedback there. Sorry, that was just me. Um, the, the, well, you did, well, a, very you did very a very good, good impersonation. Oh, oh, sorry. sorry. Another good impersonation of me. What, what's happening is it's being driven by the AFLPA, and they are now... The players themselves, it's broken. They're the ones now pushing for a 22-game. They, they've rejected the idea of a 17-game season. They want mm. to push for a 22-game. Um, and, and they want to they want the season to go ahead like, like nothing's ever happened. They're not interested in a 20% pay cut, which has also been mooted. And so, you know, what, what's happened is that they've signed up to the CBA last year yeah. and thinking that they were, you know, they were hot shit because they've signed up to, uh, you know, getting some, you know, share of the pie. Yeah. And so... Here they are now, completely driven by self-interest. Here they are now, um, concerned, I'm sure, that they're going to get hit in the hip pocket because it's not going to generate the revenue that they thought it was going to generate. And quite frankly, I reckon it's most of the AFL players that have been ho- hoarding the toilet paper. Ha! <laughs> well, well, you know... I wasn't expecting you to hold. finish that just in that way, actually. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I, that's my that's my two cents. I think that the players are looking like real, real douches here, and they're looking like like you know they think that they can set themselves apart from the rest of the community who is dealing with you know who are dealing with this, and um, and they they're trying to save every last dollar they can. It's and I think it's disgraceful, and I think what's even more disgraceful is the AFL allow, are allowing them to drive this. Yeah, yeah. I, um, go on, Don. No, go on, Don. You've been silent for far too long. No, I, no, I was just going to say, um, uh, I, I do think I do think there's a lot of money driving these conversations, and I don't think that the AFL was completely, you know, not wanting to make a decision. I think the AFL wants to play games and they want to do it. Uh, I think they were from what well, the way that I've sort of felt it is they've, you know, uh, probably not getting clear enough direction from a lot of people about how you know, where they have to draw the line. You know, playing a game in a stadium that's empty isn't going to get them over 500, so they can do it. Um, uh, I think the NBA was 
uh, spiked, especially by the fact that they had uh, Rudy Gobert, you know, test positive after playing five games in a week and rubbing his hands all over a microphone set. So they were they were sort of wedged and, you know, some pretty dramatic scenes last, you know, Thursday, I think it was, that have sort of set off the entire week. That For me, that was when the um, the match, really, the fuse really got lit on lots of this corona stuff. It really became before yeah. front of people's minds. Yeah. Um, and, and, and they definitely have been scrambling. Um, I'm, uh, as you spoke about self-interest, I'm a little bit self-interested too. So I kind of wanted to play 22 games because... If I'm uh, going to be stuck at home for a few weeks with my kids, then uh, I want to be able to at least watch some footy and some replays during that time. So uh, dance for me, monkeys, dance. So uh, that's probably not a popular and selfish opinion, but it's mine. <laughs> I knew you'd been training hard, mate. <laughs> you don't know how much beer and red wine I've got in my cupboard ready to go. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to hunker down. <clears throat> I don't... Um, Fiend, where, where do you sit on all this? Oh, look, it's obviously money-driven. They've obviously got a 22-week uh, competition that they uh, need to deliver to Channel 7 and Fox, and uh, they're not going to be able to do that. And it's a, I guess it's a matter of um, you know damage control for them uh, in terms of the AFL. I, I think it's a bit rich of the players, to be quite honest with you. Um to want to try and squeeze in 22 games into into the remainder of the season. And, uh, look, I think well, they I need I actually to... don't disagree with that feed. So the 17th, I don't know if um, people have been keeping up with the way that they think that this is all going to hit the country in, in what time frames. But one of the reasons why they could do the four games first, have a few weeks off and then come back, is because it's that, um, that four or five-week period in the middle where, where it's going to be sort of peak contraction and peak, um, uh, yeah, peak transmission and peak uh, um, uh, pandemonium, to be honest. Uh, and so the 17-game season was about getting football in and, and then sort of avoiding that. Um, uh, and uh, I hadn't heard the 22 games thing until you guys brought it up tonight. Um, and it does sound a little bit... Um, uh, tinnied to the way that the community is feeling and, and also tinnied to what the science says about how this is going to affect the country. Yeah, you guys keep talking. I've got an audio problem with uh, the poor people on Facebook, so I'm trying to work that out. So uh, you guys smash it out. Well, I think I think that's a, um, a fairly good term to use, Don. I, I think tinnied is it because... Um, you know, there are probably, you know, plenty of people that are thinking, oh, you know, that are in secure um, employ and are thinking, you know, oh, this is going to be good. I've got a couple of weeks off and, and um, you know, no, no dramas. Um, there's a, there is a bundle of people out there who may well and are likely to have their lives completely ruined yep. over this. Um, and yep. and, and absol- it, it'll wreak economic devastation. Um, yep. And um, it, it's 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 horrendous, and I think that to be um, seen to be quibbling at the moment. I mean, the, all those guys, you know, they're on contract; they're going to get paid. They are going to be far, far from the worse off people, um, and so it just looks, it just smacks to me that, um, as you quite correctly term it, they're very, very tinnied um, when you think that. The, the country is going through something quite disastrous and they think 
that it doesn't seem to apply to them and that, and that they themselves apart from yeah. everybody else and just go on with you know with their life because the reality is is that even playing with no crowds how many people are going to be there yeah well you know, if you think about if you think about probably uh 22 or 20 uh yeah 22 players from each side plus 10 coaches 10 support staff and then you put in the officials, official staff. You know, you're getting up around Umpires. 100. Yep. Now, um, they're saying that, you know, I mean, people are saying, well, you know, you've got to cancel your weddings and cancel your functions, all this kind of stuff. Well, you know, it, I mean, if, if it gets to the point where you can't have 100, which is a number they were talking about, where they're going to, they're going to be done just about cooked anyway. Yep. Um, and so, you know, there's all of this stuff going on. And then they think that they can just skate past it because we want to keep the revenue going you know because we want to slice the revenue i mean it's just disgusting and you know it makes me laugh that you know is buff is buffed the head of the players association what's his uh, name paul, no, Dick paul used to play for us no oh, he didn't oh, used to play for Baltimore. now if you've if you've ever caught a, a, a him on twitter i mean the term woke doesn't even doesn't even come close to describing mm. what he's like. Mm. He is the most virtue signaling PC, you know, he's just absolutely unbearable. Mm. On Twitter. One of the good guys, Pete. And yet, and yet, when it comes to... You're getting double up. Oh, that was like that. a bit. I was, it was like I was in Doctor Who. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> um, and so, you know, Patty, Patty, if it's going to hit Patty in the hip pocket, oh my God, you know, stuff the community. Yeah. Stuff, stuff how it looks. I don't care because it's going to hit me in the hip pocket. Yeah. You know, just, just, you know what I mean? He's just a, you know, just a piece of shit. What I found interesting was that Matty Pavlich, the, uh, the preceding. Um, players association player representative president whatever uh, was all in favour of the AFL's move uh, to a 17 uh, 17 round season Um, so I'm not quite sure why Patrick's got such a different view well I am sure but uh, you know it's quite quite interesting well yeah well I mean Patrick Dollison's got his um, got some interests to look after um Look, I, I think all these points are moot, and you know maybe just to you know just to step back for a second. I think um, it's fairly likely in the next week or so that we're going to go into some way stricter series of lockdowns, um, cool. and uh, you know what the AFL the AFL is not going to be the one making the call on these things. Um, it's uh, a great point. Yeah, um, and I reckon it's a great point Donkey, you make. Sorry, I'll just quickly, just because I want to back up your point, because I think it's yeah. a great point. I think probably what's happening is that Gil's sitting back there hoping that someone will make a decision decision for him. Yeah, and there might be there might be um, you know financial implications for him with insurance and the way the contracts are paid out and all that other stuff. So you don't, you know, um, again, it's financial, but you know, um, it's the difference between quitting and and being sacked. You know, um, yep. there might be a few little things like that. Uh, I have got, I have got, I do get some mail from time to time from people um, that uh, make decisions, and uh, and I had did, I have heard that in the next twenty four forty eight hours that we're, there's probably going to be some serious sort of things happening. 
Well, it's just it's just breaking at the moment that the federal government have now issued a um, a warning for Australians to, if you are overseas, get on a plane and get home. So that's that's breaking. Yeah. Um, so they're they're about to shut the door. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, put it this way, guys. If you're sitting here listening at home, I'll go out and stock up on some red wine tonight. Well, and I think, to be honest with you, it's too little too late, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It should have been <laughs> a week ago. Isn't it shutting the uh, borders after the horses, after the coronavirus is bolted, to be honest? Should have, done, should have been done a week ago. Yeah. No one had the balls to do it. Yeah. Well, if you had, the, the, problem, the problem too is, and I've, um, I, uh, I'm kind of a guy that, and this will surprise most of you on the chat, that I'm a little bit nonchalant with a lot of these sorts of things. And, uh, uh, and anyone that's met me in person knows how much I take pride in my, uh, in my physical prowess. <laughs> so uh, sometimes these existential health threats aren't something that's on my radar. Mm, but mm, I, um, I went to Bali a couple of weeks ago and I, and I started becoming, paying a lot more attention to what's happening over a, over a um, you know, over a period of time in different countries. And, um, and what seems to be is the different countries are getting hit in different ways because of a multitude of factors. And, and, but the primary factor is what is the government response rate um, to, to the threats and, you know, how, how much are they clamping down? So, um, for example, South Korea, if anyone's checking any of the data sites, they've, they've tested more people than anyone else in the world by lots. Um, and then... Um, uh, and they are able to identify, and they've been doing random testing of people in the street to find sort of the free radical people that are wandering out in the community. Uh, and they have they have a lot of tests done. They found all their cases, but they have quite a low death rate compared to the cases, and that's because uh, they've identified all the cases. Whereas uh, if you have a look at the United States, um, probably juxtaposed, uh, they weren't testing uh, initially because they didn't use the World Health Organization test. Uh, their first band of tests that they prepared failed, uh, and they were unable to, to trace people coming to the country with the uh, with the virus. And so you've actually seen explosions in Washington State and places like that that are they are sort of out of control. Uh, and what's happened in Italy is very yeah, very similar. They didn't do the social distancing early enough in the piece. So Italy Italy had about three hundred cases about four weeks ago, um, from my from the data, uh, and we are and we. Um, we this time last week, what is it, Tuesday? I think we had 100 cases. Uh, that went to 200 by Friday to 300 by Sunday, uh, and we've just clicked over 450 uh, as of today. So uh, we, are, we are expanding at an existential rate ourselves. Uh, there's about 44 untraceable um, cases in uh, New South Wales, so that means that they're not directly associated with travel. People don't know where the vector is, and... What that means is there's more vectors roaming around inside the New South Wales Committee, which also means that uh, it doesn't take much travel for that to spread across the country. So um, uh, you can expect that rate, case rate to double basically every three or four days and, um, and, uh, and that multiplies quite fast. The other thing too is um, the predicted cases uh, no, the actual cases that are recorded through test, uh, they what they do is they also ask when you have your system, symptoms, so they can then backdate what the actual rate was. You know, um, you know, back in time because you actually, if everyone is tested today and they find a hundred people and those hundred people have been sick for five days, they actually had it five days ago as well. So what you find is um, uh, 
that there are when you look at some of these graphs, there's two sets of bars, which is the actual to the over. So it might only we might only be reporting 300 cases, but we might actually have a thousand out there. So um, uh, take the warning seriously, guys. I'm not really a naysayer and a and a, a doomsday guy, but um, this is pretty serious. And the other problem is when you get to a point where we're going to hit peak um, infections, that will mean that our health systems will be under under a fairly serious amount of pressure. Uh, and what's been happening in Italy and other countries that are that have been overwhelmed is that they have been refusing treatment of people over the age of 80. Um, they have been refusing treatment for people that are either in remission from cancer but not fully cleared or, or have serious heart conditions. I've got a pacemaker, so I'm probably not making it off the table if I'm on there at the same time as somebody else. Um, so that's why the social distancing and stopping the chances of you getting uh, the disease in the first place um, are important. Um, the government, by acting now, is still ahead of what other countries are doing at their same infection rate. So hopefully that can mean that we are not um, going to experience the same things as some other places, but you know, it's not completely off the cards either. I think it would well, be arrogant. Back, you're back, Donk, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's right. Uh, That's right. I, I think we've been... It, it's it's a combination of arrogance and naivety, I think, the, the manner in which it's been handled over here. Yeah. Uh, it, and, look, and you, there's... There was competing theories on how to deal with the disease too. And I'm sorry, I won't give the um, four-minute health lecture that I just gave. Um, but um, uh, there was a, in the UK for some time, they were looking at doing what they call herd immunity, um, uh, which means that they would let um, stronger parts of the population contract the disease and then seriously isolate um, the most vulnerable. So they were going to isolate, hyper-isolate the elderly and, you know, the plus 80s and, and the seniors and then leave schools and that to happen so that people could build immunity, you know, like if you get the shingles or, you know, um, you've got it and you can't get it again. Um, actually, I think you can get the shingles again, but um, whatever the first one is, chicken pox. Whereas, um, whereas... I didn't uh, know you had a medical degree. You've been hiding this under a bloody bushel, mate. Uh, I, uh, I'm a, I'm a jack of all trades, uh, master of none. So, um, uh, I also had shingles when I was eight, so I just know that I can get out again. Um, right. but, um, no, I, I sort of study public policy. Um, and sometimes, uh, yeah, so this herd mentality, and that was what we were looking at doing in different ways. That's why we're leaving schools open, but closing off aged care facilities, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, but they, they worked out at the peak of the epidemic would still be enough to overwhelm the health system three to one. So it wasn't um, it wasn't a practical solution in terms of saving people's lives. Hey, um, Pete. Uh, yeah. We would, uh, I think, uh, and no disrespect to Nikki, who's, uh, I believe, still on the chat, and uh, so we can't say two nasty things. <laughs> not that we would. But weren't we looking forward to a streamlined cast this week with not much, you know, not much fat? Yeah. <laughs> just, just you know... Cut through it, but yeah, yeah. That's, no, uh, look, no, no, no. It's, um, it's it's good. Look, that's so all we got. Let us I guess just work out where the lie of the land is. So in terms of AFL football, as it stands, uh, Thursday night is a go. Um, round one is a go, um, which means that we have a game to talk about shortly. Um, the state leagues have shut down. Uh, that includes, uh, according to the SNFL messages I got through today, 
they've cancelled the under-16s and they've postponed uh, the rest of the competitions, including the women's competition, until the 31st of May. Um, so, essentially, the state league is, is shut down until the 31st of May. Um, the AFL first round will continue as it stands today, but that could change tomorrow, obviously. And uh, assuming it does shut down tomorrow, as I, I mean, where, where does you, in terms of you guys, where do you, where do you guys sit? Sorry, in terms of, in terms of whether you reckon round one will go ahead. No, I don't think it will. No, I think I've got a funny feeling. Just it's now. I'm just um, in the last five minutes with that that information. I, I'm seeing a picture uh, that's that's just crystallising in my mind that um, don't I think that you were on the money I think that I think maybe Gil knows something or maybe someone gave him a tap and um, I think he's now going to allow this decision to be made by somebody else so he doesn't have to make it and that may just help with a whole lot of um, as you say you know contractual issues and the like Which is really sad because I've pumped hours and hours into my super coach preparation this year. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I mean, it's it's so random and it's so minor, but you get to realise how much of a rhythm and routine that we get into with regards to the various sporting seasons. And, you know, we've gone through the pre-season and we've gone through the lead-up and we've had the women's competition give us a nice yep. little uh, uh, taste of the action and... You sort of get everything, uh, get everything all sorted, and uh, all of a sudden, nothing. <laughs> and you're left to think, hmm, what are we going to do now? So, look, um, let's just for a moment, just uh, or before before I move on, did anyone have a chance to see AFL 360 on Monday night? Uh, is that the one with Slobo? <laughs> I saw some footage. I got banned. Robo banned me. That big, big. Tick. Yeah. Slob. I hate him. Um, I'm surprised he was sober enough to be able to hit the button, to be honest. Uh, oh, mate. What a fucking alcoholic. That, that was... Alcoholic. That was... I mean, it's getting to... There's always been, you know, little jokes and all the rest of it, and occasionally he's turned up after a long lunch and all the rest of it. But how, how does... Uh, it's such a contrast between Jared Waitley and, and Mark Robinson on that show, but I, I'm finding it increasingly unwatchable. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I find Jared a bit sickly, to be honest. I don't, I don't, I don't, I actually don't enjoy his takes on things. I think they're just so superficial and so glib. And then you've got Slobo that thinks he's, you know, the world's greatest gift to intellectual football who, you know, can barely string a sentence together. And, you know, um, um, yeah, anyway, I'm not a big Slobo fan, as you might be a test, but they are, they are. What's the old couple? Yeah, they're the old couple. Oh, absolutely. Um, look, just before we uh, move on, I just need to uh, apologise. We I have had some audio problems tonight, particularly through the the YouTube and Facebook feeds, uh, but that seems to have sorted itself out pretty much. Um, for people watching on YouTube or Facebook, you'll see that um, all the comments are now feeding through on that stream, which is great. Uh, one of the reasons I'd love the Spreaker guys to get on Discord either through Discord if you have it or via our website, is that we'll 
then uh, incorporate uh, everyone's chat into the one place, which means that people on Facebook, YouTube and Spreaker will be able to interact with each other's comments. So if there is anyone that would like, and I don't want to force you guys, but if there is anyone that's currently listening on Spreaker uh, that would like, even just for a couple of minutes, just to go over to the website um, and see if they can get in, uh, uh, you'll be able to listen to the um, the cast. The, the cast is actually streaming on our website um, and there's uh, a chat box there that you can just enter any old random username that you like and hook into uh, our Discord server. And not only will you be able to uh, interact directly with those on YouTube and Spreaker, and, and sorry, YouTube and Facebook, but we'll also see you on our Discord server, which is what we use uh, to broadcast. So free toilet paper to the first person who gets on there, I reckon. Mm-hmm. So we've got the Swannies, uh, apparently, 420. Yeah, well, would have been good. Um, I've got... Um, I thought I was going to get away with um, with my wife's uh, 50th function pretty cheaply because a whole lot of people go in the footy, but then all of a sudden they weren't going in the footy, and so then they were able to come and had to pay for them. But now yeah. it might be, could be cancelled anyway. But anyway. Yeah. Um, cap it, cap it mate. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got people that weren't coming because their kids' bloody cricket final was on, and that's not on now. So suddenly my costs are blown out. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, GoFundMe. Yeah, that's right, Sydney. Um, look, I think that this was a really look, let's just you know let's just for the sake of it of the exercise, good idea, Fane. I think this was going to be an incredibly important game, and I know we always say that about round one, but I think it was just going to be so important that we had a win for round one, just purely because round two, three, and four looks um, unachievable. Um, yeah, I guess the showdown's always 50-50, regardless of where the teams are at, but I just don't think that we've got enough to get across um, Port in a showdown. I think it's the the, the away showdown. Um, yeah. So I, I think that, you know, this was an incredibly important game to, to just get, to have one win on the board in the first month. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I, I think that, I think that we would have been good enough to overpower Sydney at home. I think that, you know, um, we would probably hit the ground running. I think that we might just sort of, you know, run out of beans sort of halfway through the year. But, um, yeah, so anyway, uh, it, it was a really important game for us. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I think you're 100% correct. It was our uh, first opportunity and our biggest opportunity to get a win in the early bit. Um, uh, and uh, I think Sydney aren't going to be very much shop. Um, I did. I, I am a bit worried about after watching us uh, watching us get um, uh, uh, sort of steamrolled <laughs> by the Gold Coast and, and Melbourne in different ways. And I, I think we're, we've not only got a young side, but we're trying to play football in a different way. And uh, yeah. and I think we're going to be in a fair bit of pain this year. Look, and I don't mind if that if that's a style that is. You know, is a better style than we played over the last couple of years, and means when we're good at it, we're going to be unstoppable. Then, you know, I'm happy to go through a bit of pain, as long as I see a lot of kids getting played. Um, as long as a few mugs don't get games that uh, that I'm really worried they're going to get too many. Um, especially in a especially in a reduced game season, I think every game's important. So, I don't think we can be handing out gold passes to um, uh, old blokes that probably don't don't. Uh, don't provide for our future. Oh, we just can't. We just can't. Uh, Nix is talking, uh, he's mentioned this afternoon on radio, 
that he's expecting at least one debutant. I mean, I would suspect that's either Mackesy or maybe Ben Crocker. Um, yep. They may play both. I, I think Ben Crocker, out of everyone during the preseason, has been the one that's really, uh, I think, impressed himself upon the club and uh, you know really stuck his hand up and said, "Pick me." He seems to be versatile. He's good at, on the deck. He can take a mark, and he seems to have a good sense of goals and. According to the scuttlebutt around the club, he's an amazing uh, worker in terms of doing the hard yards. Um, so he seems to be the one out of all of them that has really uh, hit the ground running since he's been at the club. Yeah, yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think he's definitely put in a fairly decent effort. But the, the thing that I forgot last year was Ben Davis got a game. Um, so whether they're not talking about him as a, you know, obviously as a debutant because he did over last year, but he only played the one, um, you know, in a baptism of fire at Cadenia Park. Um, yeah, I wonder whether, you know, if we see Chase Jones, Ben Davis, you know, Fogarty, McCasey and, and uh, Keys, that's still only 10 debutants, but, you know, a whole lot of people, not very much game time. So that, that'll be okay for me. Yeah, great, Donk. I think that... Um You've got a couple of kids in there that have only played a handful of games. In Benny Davis's case, just the one. And I'm pretty sure I've, I've been really happy with Ben in, in the preseason. I think that um, it, it just it, I had a sense that he was being pushed forward. Um, that this was his time. Uh, he was mentioned two or three times by the coach um, just when discussing training in the early days. And and um, uh, and then he, I, I thought that you know for the role that he played, I thought that he did some really good things in the trials. And so. I've no doubt that he uh, he would have played, and, and um, uh, I think it, you know he's ready to go, and uh, he, he showed some really some real talent. Um, I mean, there was a, a a point against Gold Coast when they were kicking to the left of screen. I can't remember which quarter it was, but he just fended off. There must have been three three to four players going for him, and he just the way that he was able to just find that space, and um, you know, a couple of other really nice things he did. There was a Kick to the right of screen. There was a beautiful kick where he he worked down to half back and he he uh, he just delivered a beautiful forty metre kick across the middle and really opened up the guts and that was that ended up that was the start of that chain that ended up being a a goal out the back to uh, I can't remember who it was yeah um, Tom Lynch kicked it to someone I can't remember who it was but you know that started with Ben Davis that he had the guts to you know and and skill to to execute um, and yeah. really open up the game so anyway just some really good signs from him and. And as you say, Chase hasn't played many games. Um, and uh, so, yeah, Crocker may well be a debutant for the club, but I would be very, very surprised if McAsee uh, wouldn't have been selected on the on the basis of the way that he played in that last game. Yeah, 100%. Now, we've got uh, Black Crow has uh, joined us on Discord. So thanks, mate, for uh, coming on. We've got Nikki's tried to claim some toilet paper, but uh, no, forget about that. That's not happening. Um. And uh, we've got a, we've got some listeners on Facebook and uh, and YouTube as well. So uh, if anyone else, oh, here we go. Uh, BB uh, has joined us. Uh, he hasn't got any sound. Well, we seem to have some audio problems tonight. I have no idea what's going on. It's uh, dropping in and out for various platforms. So um, your speaker's uh, turned on, BB. Yeah, anyway, let's continue. So, (laughs) 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 yeah, no, sorry, I'm just reading the screen. Um, So, look, 
it's um I, I still don't think we'll play to be honest with you um but uh it's still an exciting time to be starting this season with some fresh blood um oh, maddie's joined us on discord as well uh so that's all good um It'll be good to see some new faces. I think the club and the supporters need to see some new faces. Um, I think uh, you're right, Pete. I think Maxi has to get a run. I couldn't see any reason why you wouldn't play him. No, I think the only question would be, uh, as you raised last week, whether you persist with him in defence or whether whether you just say, look, you know, actually, um, we saw we saw a few things we liked last week. In attack, and and we're going to rotate you know, him and Darcy through there, and um, you know, try and build a team around those two guys. Yep. Yeah. Good sort, Timber. Nice little spawn coming along. Riley O'Brien, even though he looks like a giraffe, baby giraffe with a busted hip, he's only twenty four and can actually tap it to one of our players. So you know we're uh, we're looking up and we're through the middle. What is it about our ruckman that they they play a season and they knock it out of the park and then all of a sudden they age about fifty years in the off season? What's going on with that? Um, a lot of one on one time with Matthew Clark, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems to be endemic. We'd, like it happened to Source. He had a couple of good years and then he turned into a geriatric. And poor old uh, Radar, he's he's already hit skids and he's only a year in. I think the thing that I was most looking forward to seeing, and, and just to see how it went, because I did like a, I did like the look of it a few times in the in the, uh, the preseason, and that was um, the movement or the, the movement of um, of Smith, Seedsman, and Atkins to more time around the ball um, and more time in the middle for those those three guys to just to play off the uh, the contest slightly and 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 to actually use their because you know you. Love him or hate him, um, Atkins together with the other two who are a little bit more popular um, are probably the three best users of the ball on their day uh, in the side. And um, I, I certainly would rather see the ball in those three guys' hands than in either of the crouches. And um, it would, you know, I think it would have been really interesting to see how that how that went. I think that there was some merit to that. Yeah, I I, uh, I know that a lot of people got a lot of. A lot of hate towards Atkins. Um, I thought that he uh, had a really poor um, start in 2018, uh, like most of us did. But I thought that after he, he got, he had a bit of a spell there, I reckon, around, around 15, 16 for a few weeks. And I thought that he came back with a different intensity. And last year, even though uh, I don't think he played to his best, I don't think he, I don't think he dropped to that sit that that floor that he'd had during his real lull. So um, I'm just hoping you can play with a bit more consistency and, you know, build in a few of those uh, more, you know, the games where he's not uh, um, looking like he's not there. Um, I, don't, I don't mind some of the brain fade stuff because he tries different things. But, uh, you know, if you, can, if you can cut down his sort of bird brain moments down by 20% and deliver the consistency, then I think we've got a pretty fine wingman. Oh, I, don't think, I think that... Uh, I agree with everything you said, Ding Dong. Right up to that last where we said wingman. I think that the, the intent is to is to get him away from the wing, and mm. that that was what looked that's what it looked to me. Roger. I don't know whether Roger. you thought whether you whether you noted that fiend, but they look very much to be rotating uh, Smith, Seedsman, and Atkins 
with a little bit of time on the wing, but primarily running him through the actual midfield. And so those guys were taking centre bounces and, and clearances. And, and so they just it just looked to me that there was an intent to get our better users around the ball um, and not have them sitting out on the wings or half-back. Yeah, I think so too. I, I just think they've got to be amongst it this year. Um, we need pace through that midfield and, you know, we both know that, the, well, we all know that the Crouchers aren't going to deliver it um, and they've both just, you know, Seedsman and Smith with their with their long kicking, just the, their ability to break a line both in terms of their pace and also their, their kicking, it's just invaluable. You can't have them on the outer. You've got to have them in amongst it, I think. Yeah, that's right. And you can't have, I mean, it's not, just, and you know, you're right in saying it's a pace issue, but it's also just a using issue as well. And they just don't use the ball well enough. Um, and so I would rather just see those three users um, around the ball. But anyway, that hopefully that's something we'll, we'll get to see uh, eventually. But um, that was something that I was certainly looking forward to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, I don't think Sydney are going to be terrible. Um I don't think they're going to. I think they're in a similar position to us, and maybe haven't. I'm not qu- quite sure what their list looks like this year. They've had a bit of turnover, though. So uh, you're right, Peter. What you said earlier on, it, it, it was an opportunity, and it, well, at this stage, it still is an opportunity for us to to get a W on the board, which would be a fillip for the team. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, hopefully it goes ahead because uh, I think all you boys have played footy and you all get through a pre-season and you work pretty hard and you get to the end of it and you want to just sort of get out and play. So uh, it'll be a fair uh, fair anti-climax for the team as well as the fans if uh, the thing got called off. Yep. Yeah, I agree. 100%. So um, it's a bit hard. We, had, we don't have teams yet, so it's uh, hard to talk specifics. <laughs> Um, you know, Cam and I will be around on probably uh, Saturday morning if there is a, a game to do a rev up and do a bit of a, a more detailed preview. But um, uh, just one question, though, I'm not sure. Is is Buddy playing or is he out injured at the moment? Oh, I'm pretty sure he's out. So yeah, that's he's what out. I thought. He yeah. won't be playing. Yeah. I mean, if they were playing on Sunday, he'd be out. Yeah. Now, did you guys get a hold of the uh, training stream this morning? No, I, uh, I was uh, stuck in meetings since about 7 o'clock, so I was out. Yep. Um, Nikki mentioned in the chat, and I agree with her, I just caught a couple of minutes, but um, Nick's was doing a fair bit of work with Brody Smith, and as Nick pointed out, it looked like uh, they were actually uh, focusing on, on him getting some close attention. I reckon, you know, his exposed form in the couple of games in, in the uh, community series will probably get other coaches' ears pricking up and, and uh, looking at ways to curb his influence. And we did see last year a couple of times that when Smithers got sat on, um, he, he didn't cope with it terribly well. Is that a fair call? He's never coped with it, thing. Yeah, they were ta- they were tagging him years ago when he was um, when he, when he when he was in good form um, when he got his All Australian year twenty fourteen and we remember the the famous Brenton Sanderson thing about you know where he oh, suggested yeah. that he should be tagged yeah remember that yeah and everyone took and, him up on and it and Brody Brody's never ever ever copped a tag 
it just doesn't deal with it at all. Yeah, so that that's uh, that's going to be interesting for him, uh, particularly at this stage in his career. Um, you know, yep. uh, but hopefully we can. You know, it's got to be. Co- at the end of the day, with a tag, if you if you've got one key player in there that uh, that uh, is doing a lot of damage, you're quite easily easily covered with a tag. But if you've got two or three, then it becomes more problematic for the opposition. So this is where Brad Crouch and Seedsman and and uh, even young Chase Jones, when he runs through there and these boats, this is where they've got to step up because if they're going to sit back and think, oh, Smith has had a really good preseason, he's going to get thirty touches and you know, 500 metres gained or whatever, um, and just sit back, then it's not going to work. They need to be able to recognise when he's getting sat on a bit and, A, try to free him up a bit, which we haven't traditionally been good at doing, and, B, sharing some of the uh, the load. Yeah. What I'm actually hoping to see out of our mid-group this year is not be... um, so flat-footed in everything they do. Uh, they always yep. seem to be on their heels and, and reacting to what other sides are doing. They're never moving and being dynamic and trying to create opportunities off the ball and and, and doing all that stuff. And I, I lay a lot of that at the feet of, um, you know, Scott Camparelli running out of ideas in about mid-2014. Um, and, you know, I don't think there's any surprise that, uh, you know, I don't really think any Crows player has dealt well with a tag over the last decade. Um, and uh, and now that that um, that man has uh, decided to leave our club on his own choices, then uh, I think I'm hoping that we actually see a bit of more dynamic play through our our midfield and not just playing to make par, but actually trying to win the tournament. Well, I guess time will tell in terms of whether we even get a game. Um, I don't think there's it's much. So, it's so weird. Talking about this game, like it's not going to happen. Though. I know <laughs> it's brain. actually bizarre. I mean, in my in my head, I don't think it's going to happen. So I'm finding yeah. it really difficult to actually talk about because yeah. because uh, it was just it's like we're talking about a, you know a fantasy or something. Um, yeah. In any case, uh, we'll look, have to, um, if there's no footy for 22 weeks, we'll have to do something for the uh, for the loyal casters out there that are listening and. Um, Maybe pick a game to re- a game from history to what make sure we do some homework, watch it over the weekend, and then review it. Well, at the uh, at the next episode, it's interesting you should say that, Donkey, because I've had a couple of ideas in that regard. If the season does get um, called off, um, and this is why I'm trying to get people to hook into uh, Discord, uh, because I can stream in Discord. And uh, there's an opportunity for me to maybe stream something off YouTube that might resemble something like the 97 or 98 Grand Final or, you know, something like that, uh, that we can all have a look at. Um, Yep. The other thing that I thought of, and I don't know whether this is a go or not, but maybe a few of us should get a copy of uh, AFL Evolution when it comes out, and we'll actually have a season of AFL... Uh, with other podcasts representing the Crows and they can represent whoever they want. Maybe we'll get Macca 19 from Port to uh, to ha- and we can have a showdown and we can live stream the uh, AFL Evolution game uh, to our loyal fans. I don't know whether that's got any legs or not. What a ripping idea. <laughs> we should just have a virtual season. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> AFL, showdowns. Yeah, that's right. Well, AFL Evolution 2 is coming out at the end of, the, I think, the end of... Uh, April, and I had a look on Steam during the week to uh, see what the original version, which is now two or three years old, 
and uh, they're still selling it on Steam for seventy bucks. It wasn't worth seventy bucks in the first place. <laughs> I thought, nah, sorry, I'm not going to spend seventy bucks on that piece of rubbish. But you know, the next one might be all right, and uh, I reckon I might actually see if I can get an opponent teed up from another podcast. And uh, if the the season doesn't go ahead as planned, and we might just live stream a, a game of AFL Evolution, <laughs> Crowcast versus <laughs> Crowcast versus Port Fan Radio or something. I don't know. I got no idea. Anyway. Uh, and if any if there any of our listeners are actually gamers that can actually play the game, then feel free to uh, step up because I'm bloody hopeless. Just ask my <laughs> son. Um, just quickly on the um, on the AFLW, it was a bit of a disappointing result. The girls were in it for a while, um, but in the end, I, I just think they're underdone and a bit cooked in general. Uh, did you guys catch the game? No, didn't. Don't, you wouldn't no, have seen sorry. it from up there. No, look, the, I mean, you know, Erin played. She's a little underdone. Um, you know, Nikki, if you uh, if you were on, I'm sure you'd have some more insight. But I, I just I just felt it was our last hurrah. We needed to beat the Giants to to have any chance whatsoever with two games left in the in the minor rounds to uh, have a sniff. Um, and it looks to me like we're going to bow out. Um, from our Premiership defence uh, in 2020. Uh, that being said, who knows when the finals are going to be played for AFLW as well. Uh, you know, So that's difficult for the girls, obviously, because they're already into their season and to be so close to finals and, uh, you know, and then to have to basically break all that momentum. And what it does as well in that... The, Assuming that there is a you know a six week break before they can get back in and play the last round or the finals, it gives injured girls a, ch- a chance to get fit. So they're going to they're going to be hitting those finals in a couple of months' time. You would imagine with fit lists. And thanks for your input. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me hanging, bloody hell! I thought you were a roll, mate. Sorry. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, look, it's going to be... Um, Nikki in the chat is uh, screaming, stop passing it to Erin when she's got pl- three players on her. Well, under normal circumstances, she could probably cope with three players, but, uh, you know, she's clearly very underdone. Um, so, I, I, look, I don't think we had any expectations of the girls this season, given the knee injuries and the... Uh, the the other injuries that we've had through the squad they've done all right but they've really looked a shadow of themselves uh, this year and it just shows in that competition um, that star power I think does count I I think um, with all due respect to the girls I think the uh, talent pool drops away still a little quickly there's probably still not quite the depth that you would hope for um, and yeah, as we've 100%, seen the game breakers can get, break the game. Quite quite easily when they want to. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, um, but best of luck to the girls for the rest of the season, whether it be the next two weeks or you know whether we're talking about it in a few weeks' time. Um, you know, it, it, apart from anything else, there's still dual premiers, so um, no one can take that away from them. Now, that's right. You're on. You're off. You're on. You're off. Yeah, I think so. Now look. Um, all right. So. 
we've it's been a very disjointed cast tonight with audio problems and me trying to organise people to do what I want and um, all the rest of it. So I do apologise for that. In addition, it's been just weird because of the circumstances. Um, but so thanks everyone who's stuck with us. Um, if there is a game this weekend, Cam and I will be on to do a, a preview via the river so keep an eye out for that i'll tweet that out and put it on facebook uh, when we post it up um, and if there is a game we will also be back on sunday night with the first episode of the rap show uh, which will be sunday night at seven thirty. if we've got anything to talk about and we will only broadcast if there has been a crows game so even if the Tigers and Carlton play on Thursday night and then they call the rest of the round off. Uh, we won't be on. We only want to talk about the Crows. Um, so keep an eye out for that. If there is uh, a Crows match on the weekend, we will be on on Sunday night as well. Having said all of that, irrespective, and uh, you boys, you can take it in turns or you can do whatever you like and Nicky can come on and Macker and whatever, but we will continue every Tuesday night regardless of whether there's a footy season or not. Um, I think we'll all be looking for a bit of a laugh and a bit of a break from whatever's going on in the in the wider world. Um, yeah. So, uh, and we'll find and stuff. We'll, we'll to need do. to hear stories of people out there doing the Walking Dead runs. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd like to just say that I'm down to three toilet rolls, and it's starting to become a critical issue. So, if anyone out there wants to chuck a toilet roll my <laughs> way, <laughs> I don't normally buy in bulk. Um, and I happened to buy a big packet a couple of weeks ago. I thought, oh, this will see me through until Christmas. And, uh, yeah, things are getting a little bit willing in, in my, in the Phoenix household now. My, my son came home the other day and he said, is this all the toilet, toilet paper we got? And I said, yeah, mate, look at, use it sparingly. So, uh, look, but no, our thoughts go out to everyone who's affected with the coronavirus. I know a lot of, uh, casual employees are struggling. I know a lot of people in the retail sector are, are struggling, um, you know, uh, obviously, it goes without saying that great respect to the people that are working in the medical industry at the moment. Um, I reckon if you were a doctor or a nurse, you'd, it'd be like standing on a beach and you've just seen all the water suck back and you're just waiting for the tsunami to come in. I reckon that's how I'd be feeling if I was a doctor or a nurse at the moment. So great respect to them. Um, great respect to everyone who's dishing out food to all the numbnuts at Woolies and Coles and wherever else um, you know I saw someone got stabbed today at a Woolies someone got stabbed today at a Woolies can you believe it really yes that's outrageous uh, uh, one of the one of the staff was um, collecting trolleys I think it was in northern New South Wales collecting trolleys and he randomly just got stabbed well, what is going on yeah I saw someone got hit was he got belted with a stick in a in a in a Victorian one. That's obviously not a stabbing. Yeah, look after the staff guys and if you see someone copping it at a supermarket while you're out there, go give them you know, go look after the staff because uh you know they're quite often uh quite often kids or, you know, people that are probably never been never thought they'd be in a situation like this in their lives and uh, you know, they're just trying to do their best and uh they don't deserve uh, anyone turning into a monster and trying to have a crack at them. Agreed. Um, and lastly, Pete, your lovely wife, who I have great respect for, despite the fact that I've never met, 
She had a massive dip at me on Twitter. <laughs> she had a crack. Oh, I did see that, yeah. yeah, yeah. She had a real crack. Uh, yeah, she dear. doesn't hold she doesn't hold back. And, yeah. Uh, if, if you reckon if you reckon, try try being me. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, but fair that's fair my, play. Fair play, Mrs. Peter J. Um but I still think that they could do it. And she knows what I'm talking <laughs> about. <laughs> All right, I reckon we're gonna <laughs> I reckon we're going to leave it there. What do you reckon, guys? Um, it's been an interesting, difficult night. Thanks to everyone who stuck with us on uh, the various platforms. Uh, I think by the end of it, we've actually uh, we've actually done it right. We've uh, sorted out the Discord. We've sorted out the audio. Um, all in time for a no-show <laughs> for round one. So, anyway, keep an eye on Twitter. Keep an eye on Facebook. I'll keep you up to date with uh, when we're on. Um, if there's no games, as I said, we'll be back next Tuesday night. Otherwise, uh, we'll be previewing the game on Saturday and wrapping it up on Sunday night. So, until then, everyone, please stay safe. Thank you very much for all your uh, patronage, and uh, we'll see you next time we're on. Cheers, guys. No, no.